Welcome to the Refine Your Health podcast with Dr. Dion. I'm a primary care physician, and now I can happily add podcaster. Tune in to each episode to hear great information on improving health outcomes, disease prevention, and overall community health advocacy. Thanks for listening. Now let's jump into today's episode to improve your health. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Refine Your Health. It is your host, Dr. Dion. Today's episode is about tackling COVID-19 myths. There are so many myths and rumors out there about COVID-19, and it may have impact on the number of cases that we have currently, as well as some of the deaths. So by doing this show, if we can prevent one person from getting infected and even more importantly, preventing another death, this show would have been worth it. So currently, let's just talk about the numbers right now. There are greater than 22 million cases globally of coronavirus and nearly 800,000 deaths. And here in the U.S. alone is greater than 5 million cases and greater than 170,000 deaths. So what are the myths and what is a myth? Myths are considered widely held, but false beliefs are ideas. So there were so many myths that were out there about coronavirus or COVID-19. And there were a few that were more common than others that I kind of want to talk about first. And some of those were included on the World Health Organization website. And the World Health Organization is a directing and coordinating Authority on international health within the United Nations system. So let's talk about some of the most common. Now, the most common one that I've heard is that, you know, some people think that coronavirus can be treated with antibiotics and coronavirus is not a bacterial infection. It's in its name and it's easy to remember is that it's a virus, coronavirus. And viruses are not treated with antibiotics. They are used to treat bacterial infections. And so since coronavirus is not a bacterial infection, antibiotics cannot treat this condition. However, some patients that have contracted COVID-19 have had secondary complications of a bacterial infection. And if that's the case, you need to be under the care of a healthcare professional, and then they will prescribe the appropriate antibiotics to treat this particular complication of COVID-19. And since we're on the topic of treatment, some people think hydroxychloroquine can be used to treat COVID-19. And if any of you been listening to the different news outlets, the U.S. president has admitted to taking this medication for two weeks and allegedly is advocating for its use in the treatment of COVID-19, despite the evidence that is out there by many experts. And one article that I came across was uh, from ABC News, and it reported that the National Institute of Health abandoned clinical trials back in June 2020 reporting that it was very unlikely that this drug would be beneficial to hospitalized patients with COVID-19. And many of you already know of Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is world-renowned infectious disease expert and has been used by the U.S. president himself on his task force to combat COVID-19. And he says that this drug is not effective in treating the virus. Hydroxychloroquine is used for the treatment of malaria, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, and its misuse can be serious and cause side effects, illness, and even possibly death. 
As a matter of fact, there are currently no drugs licensed for the treatment or prevention of COVID-19, but the World Health Organization is coordinating efforts to develop and evaluate medicines to treat COVID-19. Moreover, the U.S. president back in the spring even suggested the possibility of injecting disinfectants to protect against coronavirus. Even though he said he was joking, it resulted in companies such as Lysol coming out and urging customers not to ingest, inject their products in any form or fashion because it is extremely dangerous. Also, spraying and introducing bleach or another disinfectant into your body will not protect you against COVID-19 and is dangerous. And some people out there think drinking alcohol can protect you against COVID-19. And no, it cannot. It can be dangerous. And the World Health Organization agrees harmful use of alcohol can increase risk of health problems. In addition, drinking methanol, ethanol or bleach does not prevent or cure COVID-19 and is extremely dangerous. And some of you were you were thinking that and there were rumors out there that, hey, we get through the spring, summertime comes, it's hot and humid, the virus will not survive over the summer. And we know this is false because there are so many more cases that have occurred and many more deaths that have occurred over the summer. And so sun exposures or temps greater than 25 degrees Celsius or 77 degrees Fahrenheit does not protect you from COVID-19. And COVID-19 can spread in hot and humid climates. We know that just looking at California, currently looking this summer in Texas, and especially in Florida where the cases have spiked. So, and these are really considered warm regions within the U.S. itself. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, let's look at Cold weather. Cold weather cannot prevent COVID-19. As we already know, this is a pandemic. So it's globally. So it's in areas that are cool, cold, that even have snow that um, have impacted these uh, regions of the country with COVID-19, as well as other countries. So we know that it can cause infection in cold and hot climates. And now with schools reopening, many people initially thought, oh, this is just for the elderly, for older adults, and it's not really impacting infants or children. But now with the school campuses reopening on colleges, as well as our elementary, middle and high schools, these campuses are being impacted from the students as well as the staff. Coronavirus does not discriminate against age. It can infect the young to the elderly. There are also rumors out there about how COVID-19 is transmitted. Some of the ways people are thinking that COVID-19 is spread is through mosquito bites and house flies. And no, COVID-19 cannot be transmitted in this form. It is spread by respiratory droplets from an infected person who coughs, sneezes, or speaks and touching contaminated surfaces, then touching your face or near your eyes, mouth, or nose. Many rumors are out there too about the survival of coronavirus on different types of surfaces. Coronavirus, based on some of the experts, can last from hours to days. And the days I've seen average between seven to nine days on different surfaces, especially if they're not disinfected. It's going to be important to disinfect frequently touched surfaces and making sure that you're not touching your face around your eyes, your nose and your mouth after touching these surfaces before washing your hands. 
I've seen concerns about transmitting COVID-19 on their shoes. The World Health Organization website states that it is a low risk to transmit COVID-19 on your shoes. However, because they are areas of high dirt waste. And if you have small children or infants that, you know, have a tendency to play on floors or on the carpet, you want to probably leave your shoes at the entranceway of your home. So it won't be tracking all these germs that are on the sole of your shoes throughout your home. Many people are the belief that thermal scanners can detect COVID-19 and know they're used to detect fever in individuals. So they're not used to diagnose COVID-19. That's why we have all these laboratory testing places and offices that you can go get tested to get diagnosed with COVID-19. And I know many of us are exhausted with having to wear a mask, but there are myths out there about the mask. So Masks are used to protect you if you're potentially infected from spreading it to others. And if you are potentially around someone with COVID-19, it protects you from potentially getting it. I know we're frustrated and tired of wearing a mask, but it's for our own protection and to decrease the transmission of the virus throughout this country. The masks do not prevent you from getting enough oxygen. It does not cause low oxygen and it does not cause carbon dioxide intoxication. And prolonged use of the mask, especially if you're wearing them properly, does not cause these effects. And while we're on the discussion of the mask, Let's just talk about it. A lot of us have been impacted. I know I have that we can't go work out, especially in our gyms, fitness centers. I haven't been able to go to my my spin class, yoga, my high intensity interval training class. So a lot of us have had to resort to exercising outdoors. People are afraid that they're going to contract the virus without wearing their mask, especially while exercising. And it's recommended that you do not wear your mask while exercising. It can impair your breathing and especially breathing comfortably with wearing a mask while exercising. So do not wear a mask. What's going to be important while you're working out outside will be to social distance that six feet apart to decrease your risk of contracting the coronavirus. Also, if you work out with a mask, it can get wet from the sweat. So that can impact you being able to breathe comfortably. So social distance and get outside and work out. And that's what I've been trying to do. Get my 30 minutes in a day, at least five days out of the week. We can work out, but just do the social distancing. Let's just just transition and talk about supplements. A lot of people with all the coronavirus, people are buying all these supplements of vitamin C, zinc, drinking green tea, consuming echinacea. I know I do uh, consume some supplements as well, such as elderberry, but yeah, all of these are known to boost your immune system and they have you know, been shown and research has shown that they do provide some boost to your immune system through antioxidants and vitamins. However, they do not prevent you from getting sick and they do not prevent you from getting COVID-19. I want to make sure that we combat that myth. They are helpful as far as your immune systems, but they cannot prevent you from getting sick. While we're talking about consuming certain products, one is uh, such as food, garlic and hot peppers. I hadn't heard of this, but I was seeing this being a recurrence with my research for the show that people think a consumption of this can prevent 
COVID-19. They cannot prevent you from getting COVID-19. So I want to make sure that you're not consuming a, a bunch of different foods thinking that is going to prevent you from getting COVID-19. Some people out there are doing normal saline flushes or saltwater flushes through their nasal passages to prevent COVID-19, but this is false. Most of the time, normal saline flushes and rinses are used for cold symptoms or sinus infection to kind of flush out the sinuses or even assist with congestion with the typical common cold, but this is not going to prevent COVID-19. Lastly, one of the other common myths that are, that is out there is that vaccines such as the pneumonia vaccine and the flu vaccines will protect you against COVID-19. They will not. The influenza vaccine will protect against the flu virus. And that season is coming up this late fall going into the winter um, and hopefully over in the spring. And pneumonia vaccine does not protect against COVID-19. It's a bacterial vaccine to prevent pneumonia. So that will be an ineffective against the current coronavirus. Now let's transition to some of the more unconventional myths that are out there. I'm sure many of you have seen and heard from the different mobile network carriers that are out there promoting their new 5G mobile networks. So there have been rumors out there that this has been causing COVID-19 and I must admit, I've actually had some friends and reach out to me regarding this this theory and even sent me some YouTube video, basically having people believe in this theory that 5G networks across this country and other places in the world was causing this pandemic. However, viruses such as coronavirus cannot travel on radio waves, mobile networks, COVID-19 is spreading in many countries that do not have the 5G mobile networks. So that is a myth that is out there. And so we want to make sure that we're making people aware that it's not caused by 5G. Another concern is that people have been using UV or ultraviolet disinfectant lamp to sterilize their hands or other areas of their body. And this is should not be used on your skin or your hands or any part of your body is used to disinfect surfaces and can cause skin irritation if used on your body. So you do not use UV disinfectant lamps on your skin or any parts of your body. Some people are thinking that hand dryers can kill COVID-19 and this is false. They are not effective in killing COVID-19. So it's going to be important that people maintain clean hand hygiene through use of soap and water. And if you can't, to use hand sanitizers. And the recommendation based on the CDC website is hand sanitizers that include at least 60% alcohol to kill germs. In addition, individuals may believe that being able to hold your breath for 10 seconds or more without coughing or feeling discomfort is able to prevent them from getting COVID-19. And this is not true. Being able to hold your breath for 10 seconds is not going to prevent you from getting the disease or COVID-19. Individuals out there even believe spraying alcohol or chlorine on your body will help kill the virus that may have entered your body. This is false. These substances also can cause 
harm to your skin, your eyes, your mouth, and your clothes. So avoid using alcohol and chlorine spray on your skin. While I'm discussing this, I also want to talk about something I came across while doing my research for this show and that I was checking out the website for BBC News, which is a major news outlet in the United Kingdom. And they were talking about some of the myths that were out there and they were dispelling um, a couple that I thought were interesting. And one was that some people have been using hand sanitizers that are homemade. And so... They're saying that this is not recommended by experts because some of the chemicals recommended to be used in those homemade hand sanitizers are harmful to your skin and are not considered to be safe and may not be even effective in killing any viruses or in any potential germs. And the other point that I came across was that a particular group of people um, believe, I think it's a Hindu group from India that believes that cow urine has a medicinal property. And it has been rumored that they believe that this prevents um, some types of cancers as well as COVID-19 and experts based on this report from the BBC News website that this is false. So cow urine should not be used to prevent COVID-19. So there are a wide array of different myths that are out there. And in order for us to decrease the spread and even prevent, we need to hit these myths head on so we can eliminate this virus, not only within our country, but globally and to save lives. But most importantly, what I want us to take away from this is that many people have been infected with COVID-19. And so many have died, but the good news is that many do recover. So I want us to remain optimistic that we can get through this. And it's going to be beneficial to maintain general health and well-being during this time. And that's through balanced nutrition, staying well hydrated with water, regular sleep and exercise. Even though we went through the mess, I want us to wrap up and just cover what are the best ways to prevent COVID-19 that is supported by not only the World Health Organization, but by the Center for Disease Control, which is the CDC. The main things that we need to, number one, do is avoid large events and mass gatherings, especially if it's indoors. Avoid close contact. That's where it's going to be important to social distance. That's six feet apart. Also, making sure that we wash our hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. And if we can't do that immediately, to have that hand sanitizer available with at least 60% alcohol content to fight off or kill any germs. I know that I talked about this in a previous show, but a lot of you need to check out the FDA.gov website for the recalls on some of the hand sanitizers that are out there because they have been ineffective in killing some germs or they have been using inappropriate chemicals in those hand sanitizers. So you want to make sure that you're not in possession of those and that you can replace it. Also, making sure that you're wearing appropriate face covering, and that's a mask when you're in public spaces, such as your grocery store, making sure that you're avoiding close contact with others. 
and making sure that you cover your mouth and your nose with your elbow or tissue when you cough or sneeze, especially if you don't have a face covering on and throw it away immediately, the tissue and wash your hands immediately thereafter. Avoid touching your your eyes, nose and mouth when you're wearing your mask or out and about and you're touching frequently touched surfaces. You want to avoid touching your face. Avoid sharing dishes, glasses, bedding and other household items if you are sick. And clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces daily. I talked about in my previous show that there is a Lysol disinfectant that is recommended by the Environmental Protection Agency. However, I did come across their website and there is a list of almost 500 recommended disinfectants. So if you go to the epa.gov website and search for disinfectants against COVID-19, they will have that list on their website. So I'd advise you to check that out. Individuals also should stay at home from work, school, public areas if you're sick, unless you're going to get medical care. Avoid taking public transportation if you can, if you're sick. Lastly, before traveling, check the Center for Disease Control and the World Health Organization websites to look for health advisories that may be in place. So before I get out of here today, we just want to make sure that we are doing everything that we can to prevent the spread of COVID-19. So by combating those myths, taking the proper precautions, we can survive this. So I want us to continue to remain optimistic. Until next time, again, it's your host, Dr. Dion. Continue to refine your health. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Take care. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe and feel free to tell your family and friends to check out the podcast. And remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only and the thoughts and opinions do not constitute medical advice.